Hello everyone, this is Bjorn from the Night Flight Orchestra and you're listening to Death to All But Metal. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Death Tour But Metal podcast. I am your host, Gary Grimm. And on this very special bonus episode of the Death Tour But Metal podcast, I am speaking to the one and only Bjorn Speed Street of, well, you might know him from Soil Work, but he's got another band uh, that he's been working hard with called the Night Flight Orchestra. Uh, they released an album last year that you probably saw on our top uh, albums of the year lists from 2017. It was called Amber Galactic. They're just about to release a new album uh, called Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. That comes out on the 29th of June on Nuclear Blast Records. And uh, for those of you that who aren't familiar with the band, they're kind of like, uh, they have a sound of, a really specific sound of classic rock from the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, that is just so infectious and catchy and so much fun uh, to listen to. Uh, so if you haven't heard them yet, Go, go and have a listen, and uh, then have a listen to this uh, interview with the extremely friendly Bjorn Speed Street uh, from the band, and enjoy. So joining me on the line right now is Mr. Bjorn Speed Street from the Night Flight Orchestra. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, just uh, here to talk to you about your album that's out fairly soon on the 29th of June through Nuclear Blast, uh, Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I got to hear it last night and it's great. And... Uh, I noticed you guys went into the studio pretty quickly after Amber Galactic was released. Were you all just inspired to keep working on this project, or did you perhaps have some ideas that didn't make it onto Amber Galactic? Uh, well, the thing is, we never really left the studio uh, <laughs> because we have two producers in the band with their own studios, so we, we just kept on going. Uh, and I woke up this morning seeing this Facebook post from one year ago, and it's by posted by Night Flight Orchestra, and it says, uh, "Sorry, we couldn't stay out of the studio. <laughs> uh, our sincere apologies to Night Flight Orchestra." <laughs> so that's a little bit of, of about how things are are going down with this band. We we just kept on going, you know, after Amber Galactic, and it, it's songwriting 
and recording is sort of like a constant thing for us and we never really sit down and decide okay it's time to write a new album you know and, and book a studio for five weeks or whatever it just keeps on going and, and there's such a flow of inspiration and we have these sort of recording sessions where we get together and we sort of cook drink and, and record songs you know <laughs> and um so I, I guess that takes away some some of the pressure as well but uh, that being said that there's also sort of like a vault of songs that we've built up through the years and and it happens pretty often that we pick up uh, a few tracks that didn't make it on on, on the earlier albums and uh, that didn't fit in at the time and then we sort of pick it up again and sort of rearrange and uh, you know add some stuff to it and um, you know which is the case with one or two songs on, on, on this album for example paralyzed uh, was written like three, four years ago, but then we picked it up again, and it sort of fell into the right place. And and, and uh, it seems like a lot of people like that song too. Um, so that's sort of how that, that's the short story, I guess, of how things are going down when it comes to songwriting with this band. Right. So so the night flight keeps on flying, basically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Never any flight. <laughs> You see quite a few bands around nowadays that are kind of harkening back to the old classic rock or classic doom sounds, classic prog sounds from the 70s and 80s. And some of these bands kind of sound like a like a tired pastiche of these classic bands, whereas Night Flight Orchestra sound fresh and creative and modern while still a homage to the, this particular classic sound. So, so what is the secret to not sounding like just a copy of these old bands? Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for saying that. That's exactly what we want to do with this band, you know, and I think it, it, it you know, there's, there's too many bands being sort of uh, formed with a bunch of metal guys thinking, you know, oh, let's, let's just play something 70s and, or 80s, you know, and, uh-huh. and sort of like they sort of, envision that sort of in, in theory but when when you know you're only going to sit down and write songs and actually write an album it takes so much more than that you know and it takes a lot of love a lot of passion and a lot of knowledge too i would say you know and uh so i think uh, i think that is the secret recipe i think it's it's something that has been there inside the whole time sort of burning waiting to come out you know we're 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 sort of used to, to the metal world we, we've been touring with you know for 20 years with with our, our metal bands but the whole time we've also been fans of, of, of all this other kind of music you know there's so much I'm, I'm, I mean personally I'm, I'm very much a musical chameleon you know it's I'm all over the place and uh, I think it's something that we wanted to do for a long time and and and, and it, it came together and and we're a, you know a very creative unit and um, I think people are getting really high on the fact that there are no really boundaries to it, you know? And uh, I think we've managed to sort of hijack a, a whole era and, and sort of made it into our own. And, and it, it sounds refreshing. And I think it's also sort of a lost art of, of um, a, way, a way of composing songs and performing songs that is, is, is very timeless. You know, it's very organic. You know, and uh, so it's 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 
it's so much more that than sort of like a, a purely a nostalgia act or, or a, a pastiche, you know. Definitely, definitely. That definitely comes through on the albums. You can you can hear the the love of what you guys are doing. It's great. Uh, but but it's not just the sound that kind of. Uh, of the band that captures that that style but uh I, I find it's the imagery as well so what what role does imagery play for the night flight orchestra i think it plays a, a pretty big role i mean if, if we didn't have the music you know then it, it wouldn't matter in the end but i think it's we, we have a concept and it's something that we that also sort of comes from from love you know mm-hmm. uh it's you know of course we're having a laugh too you know <laughs> and, and i'm sure people watching our videos is like oh, are those guys serious you know and, <laughs> yeah i mean we are very serious but we're also having a laugh because we because we you know just because you're having a laugh doesn't mean that it's 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 like we're mocking the whole thing it's 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 something that we we love and we might as well have fun you know recording a video instead of trying to do something extremely pretentious you know and yeah, sure. and uh so I think it really works with it, you know. And and I remember we were going through the whole Rick Springfield video catalog from the early '80s, and there's some amazing stuff, you know. And of course, yes, you're having a laugh, but at the same time, it's it, I, we love the videos. It's like sincere. It's like genuine love. So so, do do you guys have do do you like uh, bring your vision for a film clip to a director and they make it for you or? Do you work with a director with their ideas when you're making these videos? Well, I mean, it's very important that, you know, the director gets his own ideas through as well. But of course, we send some sort of like key videos, you know, to in, in order to sort of show on what we like, right. you know. And we have this brilliant guy who's been with us now for quite some time, uh, Rene Valdez, who's is doing our videos. And he really, really gets it. You know, he gets what it is we want it sort of do with this band and um but yeah of course you know there's there's definitely references excellent excellent have, have you been surprised by how well received night flight orchestra has been with metalheads like did you did you know that there was going to be this connection with people in the metal scene or or was it a, a complete surprise I was pretty surprised. I mean, I knew I was very confident, and and you know when we released Amber Galactic, and also you know obviously the new one, but that was the first sort of album released on on, on a on a big label and a pretty big metal label at that. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I felt very confident that this is this is the real deal, you know. And and uh, and then I saw so many uh, metalheads liking it. I mean, I've seen people wearing. You know, Wattain and Behemoth patches dancing to Domino. You know, at a, <laughs> a festival. <laughs> that's that's quite a sight, right there. So yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I was I was sort of surprised, but I think it's um, they they you know they can feel that it's genuine. You know, if it was some some kind of like vanity project from from metalheads, you know, it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been the same thing, and it would have been very easy to see through. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think they that they feel that it's really sincere, but still you can have a laugh. And I guess we're sort of I don't know showing people that it's, it's like wait, there's there's this as well, you know, there's this music as well. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, is it is it strange uh, kind of balancing between? 
uh, heavier stuff with soil work and more melodic kind of poppy sounding stuff with Night Flight Orchestra? Um, I would say that the switch is easier than you could imagine. I, I don't know, probably because it's it's something that runs very deep, you know, and and uh, and for me, it's it's really without too, sounding too pretentious. It's like a yin yang situation. I I sort of need both bands, you know, in my life, and they they really represent my personality, and I'm sure David can relate as well. So it it really makes sense to us, and the switch is easy, and it's sort of easy to determine. You know, if if a riff or a melody or an idea belongs to soul work or a nightflight orchestra, but that being said, I think this the sense for melody is something that's sort of crossing over a little bit. Do do you, do you ever see yourself maybe uh, focusing solely on nightflight orchestra and maybe not so much on the on the heavier side of things? Well, I haven't really thought about that because I mean we, we're, we're still very inspired with soil work and, and it's something that I still love you know it's and 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 then I have Nightfire Orchestra so I feel very balanced musically so I, I you know I, I wouldn't want to come to to a situation like that where I would have to decide you know sure. that, that would be, that would be a nightmare yeah I think a lot of fans are happy to hear <laughs> hear that <laughs> yes uh, so you've got some new material to play uh, with the with the new album coming out uh, to play live. Uh, excited about having these new songs to bring to the audience. And is there any chance that Night Flight Orchestra might make it over to Australia to tour? Uh, we are very excited for sure. You know, uh, I think a lot of those songs are gonna you know work out really well live. And uh, yes, Australia is definitely in the plans. I mean, it's obviously a matter of budget too, but sure. yeah, I'm sure if, if people pick up the album when it comes out on, on, on June 29th, uh, you know, and, and spread the word, I mean, we're going to do everything we can. You know, it, it would have been fantastic. And I think we sort of aim to <laughs> carry that ABBA legacy that, you know, <laughs> was sort of dominating Australia. <laughs> in the late 70s and, and early 80s as well you know we feel we have a responsibility well i i reckon you guys can pull it off uh all of us here at death door but metal are going to be picking up the album uh on the day it comes out pretty much so uh so you've got our support uh i just wanted to hit you with one last question before i before i let you go uh if night flight orchestra could tour with any of the bands that influenced their sound, which one band would be the dream touring partner? Well, I already said it, I guess. Ava. Ava? Oh, yeah, man. No, I, mean, I imagine like Australian tour with Ava would be like the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would totally go see that show for sure. Yeah. If you could do an Ava cover, which ABBA song would you would you guys cover? Uh, I've been thinking about if it wasn't for the nights. It's sort of like a hidden gem, that one. Uh, I mean, because they made such great albums, too. I mean, people only listen to their sort of greatest hits uh-huh. for the most. They have some really amazing albums. And I think the Vulavu album is, is, is my favorite. That's excellent. Anyway, yeah. Bjorn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Take care. <laughs>
Before we get started, could I just get a little intro from you? Could I get a, hi, this is Beyond Speed Street, and you're listening to the Death Tour But Metal podcast? Yeah, it's pretty ironic that I'm doing Night Flat Orchestra for Death Tour But Metal. <laughs> it's true. 